Like we have sports on or like if we watch something, it's usually like the super popular shows that everyone's talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Like I watch Blackish, um, but it's on Hulu. I'm reason yeah. I really like that show. Um, but I stopped watching This Is Us because that show made me cry all the time. And I'm like, I'm tired of, like, I got enough stuff to deal with in my life. I don't need to be crying every week for a TV show. Like, make me feel better. Um, I like that. Cool. Yeah. Hey, everyone. This is, with that being said, a Rude Fitness (laughs) Podcast. I'm Bradley Schneller, and this is... Sarah Altabello. We're getting real good at that. Um, (laughs) Today, we're talking about your health and why it's not shameful to be healthy. Yeah, I think that's a really powerful statement. But first, we have an icebreaker. That icebreaker is... What is either like a band or musician you listen to or a show or movie you watch that's like... We... Well, this started, my friend Chelsea called it the indulgences. The Mm -hmm. things you like don't tell just anyone that you listen to or watch. I'm going to go with like a broad, broader spectrum on this. And this is like super poppy songs Mm -hmm. that catch on. I really like. (laughs) How do you feel about Robin's Dancing on My Own? I don't even know what that is. We're going to change that. All right. I'll listen to that at the end of the show. We'll talk about this next time. (laughs) When you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, I know exactly what that is. Robin's Dancing on My Own. You know this. Let's play it. All right. What's yours? Um, I, Robin's dancing on my own. R-O-B-Y-N. Don't get it twisted. Um, I don't want to play it too long because we might get busted on YouTube. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Okay, you yeah. Like we'll listen to it more in depth <laughs> later. Um, so, I I think I told you all this in the circle one day. I spent a lot of time, sorry, mom and dad, at the dungeon when I was underage. And at some point, I knew like all of the German to Duhast. And I was we were really, listening to it yesterday. Yeah, I was like, ooh, brings back memories. <laughs> so we had like a. We had indulgent CDs because that's the band still... Rammstein. Steam. Huh? Rammstein. 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 That's it. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. That was my former life. I remember sitting in my cousin's. Now I go to uh, bed at nine thirty. Living room, in my like, Jingo, Jingo, Jango, Jingo, Jango, Jingo jeans. Yeah. Super baggy jeans and yeah. my chain wallet and my Doc Martin combat boots. <laughs> yeah, you did. Listening to Romstein. I also, okay, so I I will never say no to watching Dirty Dancing or Pretty in Pink. Never. I will never say no to it. I love Dirty it. Dancing. Anytime. Anywhere. Love Dirty Dancing. All right, let's jump in. So, I mean, kind of what we're talking about here is... Um, well, I think we're in a place where, on the one hand, we're very open right. with social media, but on the other, there's still a lot of things that we don't talk about. Um, well, I think everyone on social media tries to paint this perfect picture. Right. Um, and I know I was thinking a lot about this for myself personally, and a lot of that um, boils down to 
it's not that I don't want or am afraid to have these discussions, right. but kind of the tougher discussions, I am more apt, like I want to have those in person. Those feel a lot more authentic to me. I feel mm -hmm. like anyone can kind of hide behind a keyboard and make a comment without knowing you. And not that that, I mean, you can do that. That's fine. But I struggle with the authenticity of it. And also, um, I overthink everything. Right. And so... I never want to like put the bad stuff up, but make it. I never want somebody to think it's like clickbaity, you know. No, I get what you're saying, you know. So I struggle with those lines because I think there's a way to do it, but I, I yeah, I find that that's a tough well, realm. Also, like there are all these um, Instagram stars out there, right? Or social media stars or whatever and that is not us yeah i mean we have accounts <laughs> but we are not um trying to be insta stars no you know, no or facebook stars like uh and it's and it's weird because I, I agree with you whenever i like want to take a video of me doing my salad or talking about something health related i don't want it to come off weird yeah yeah, definitely. Um, the other thing we, you know, there's another side of the coin to this. And it's people maybe have shame when it comes to talking about the struggles they have with their health journey. A hundred percent. But also, I feel that there's a lot of people out there that, you know, um, it's like the opposite coin of body shaming, right? Where yeah. People are always talking about how, like, um, they're getting body shamed because maybe they're overweight or whatever. But I think there's a lot of, and this is this is different kind of than what we're talking about, but health shaming. Like, oh, yeah. why are you trying to eat healthy? Yeah, and we've mentioned it before. Like, it was, it used to get to me so much when I would go to, like, a family function or something mm -hmm. with friends and I would order whatever I wanted and it would be like, you can't eat that. Right. Why are you doing yeah, that? Yeah, like, you should eat this brownie. Like, why won't you eat this brownie? Oh, it doesn't fit in your diet, you know? Yeah, like, or vice versa. And then something else we've talked about, just being a woman who has gained muscle and right. changed her physique, um, the comments of, like, oh, are you going to bench press me? Or, like, don't worry about that. Sarah will get it. And she could be doing like <laughs> This kind of content. For the record, Sarah can get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I can, but... Um, but she doesn't want to all the time. Yeah, sometimes... She's a lady. Guys, lift your own barbells. Sometimes I still want you to pull my chair out for me. Yes, so. or open the door. Yeah, it's just nice. Every now and then when um, I'm feeling a little saucy, I'll open up Emily's door. Oh. But I don't do it too often. I tell her... <laughs> don't, I don't let her get used to it I don't want you now. to get spoiled <laughs> with me being a gentleman. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, all right, but so yeah, but what, I think, what are some things that you struggle with health-wise? I mean, my biggest struggle is my mental health, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and I think... It's not something a lot of people know. Yeah, and I don't know. I Growing up, like, I look at my parents and my grandparents, and I mentioned this even in, like, they had a very keeping up with the Joneses mentality. Like my grandmother, my mom, like they wouldn't leave the house unless they were like perfect. Right. And my mom has gotten so much better about that. But like I remember 
Like, not even to get the newspaper. Like, my grandmother would not get the newspaper in, like, her robe. Mm -hmm. She would be fully dressed with her makeup on. Her mirror that she used to put her makeup on had settings. Right. If it was daytime or nighttime or if she was going to be in, like, fluorescent lights and things like that. Um, And so I think because of that, I kind of grew up where, like, not wanting to, like, unload all of my stuff Mm -hmm. and kind of not seeking help for myself until I was at a breaking point. And that's something I still struggle with um, now. Um, And then even then, I do find sometimes that, like, we talk so much now, I think in general, um, especially in the media about the importance of mental health. And I don't ever remember when I was a kid hearing about, like, taking mental health days. Like, even that, I feel like, really wasn't a thing. Um, But even still, I find that people close to me, um, when I am having a hard time and they ask about it and I say I'm having a hard time, they don't know how to handle it. Right. And so they're just like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And that's the end of the conversation. Well, it's something I would imagine. I mean, because I I don't struggle with that, you know? So, like, it's hard to understand, even with you, I'm around yeah. you all the time. Yeah. You know, uh, Sarah and I see each other almost seven days a week, every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've known you for two or three years now, and I still can't fully grasp what it's like. Yeah. Um, like just the other day, um, this like weird new thing started. Um, a little over a year ago, had to very suddenly put down our dog. Right. And since then, something that has, like, really been such a an outlet for me has been exercise. Right. And since then, there have been now four or five times where when I'm really stressed out and I seek out exercise as an outlet, my heart rate gets up and then I lose it. Mm-hmm. So, like, the other day, Bradley can tell you, we were doing a workout. Midway through, I, like, took... The like I took my foot off the gas. I was just trying to get through, and on my last run, I just like stood by the fire. I thought she like and, tripped like, and fell somewhere <laughs> to get my circle. breath under control. But it's like it's it's still it's something I think like even now like I wouldn't have talked about it like this five years ago. Right. Um, but it's still something that's not very comfortable to talk about and so I think we avoid it a lot um and I think it's a lot more common that people like go see therapists or do couples counseling but you still don't talk about it like I know so many people are shocked when they find out I went to a therapist for six years and Mm -hmm. like it was one of the best decisions of my life yeah um but it's it's still so hush hush and it's we still it's really easy to make like off-handed comments. Yeah, and it's. I think things. it comes from a. Uh, I mean, a we shouldn't, you know, because it, it's not funny. It's not a joke. Um, but I think it comes from a, a really like lack of understanding of what it's like because it's one of those things you either have or you don't. Yeah. You know? um, like the other day, you know, Emily had a a panic attack. Yeah. On Monday, and I'm looking at her and I'm just like, I, I don't understand. 
I don't yeah. understand why. Like, I don't, why are you freaking out? Like, I know we have a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stress, but it's just something that I don't understand because I right. don't feel that way about anything, you know? So, yeah, it's I, tough. Um, someone that, if you listen to our podcast, you got to meet Brad Scott a few weeks ago. Um, he is a really dear friend to both of us. And something he did the other day that floored me because nobody else has ever done this. I was heating up my lunch here one day and he just looked at me and it was out of genuine curiosity. He was just like, what does it feel like? And there was no judgment. He was right. just like, what does it feel like? What do you need mm-hmm. when that happens? And is there anything I can do? And it was very non-judgmental, but it kind of was like this light bulb that like, Nobody else has ever asked that. Like right. nobody else had ever been comfortable until that point asking. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, like on the flip side, you don't feel comfortable exposing that. Right. Um, a lot of times when you feel or that in my experience, when I feel like I'm in a really negative headspace, I don't want to quote unquote burden other people with it. And so if they don't ask, it kind of stays down. Yeah. I mean... And I think, like, there's that fear of letting people know what exactly is going on. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's, like, just the older I get, the more I'm like, I just am chemically a little different. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, There's also, yeah, a fear of, like, sometimes really, like, letting it all out with people that they're immediately going to be freaked out. I mean, truly. Like, no, I mean, I don't need to laugh. Like, that laughing. is what is going on in your head? And I'm right. like, yeah, my inner monologue is something else. But it's mine. So. Well, it's it's the same thing where, um, like, I always feel like someone's judging me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, like, my little thing. Uh, or... Did I disappoint this person or did I upset this person or did I say the wrong thing? Right. And I didn't. <laughs> and they don't think that. Right. And it's also... <laughs> I'm like struggling with it. It's tough because I think that makes people like you and I really good at what we do because we are thinking about all of the other people in the room, right. but it makes it really easy to let those thoughts come in because we're constantly kind of always in the center of attention. Right. Well, it's, you know, it's the same thing like um, when I have to, the, the, not, the word is not correct, but it's like give you or Chelsea or, or someone in the gym, you know, like a coach feedback on yeah. something and I am scared shitless to it's do it. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I will stew on it for days before I do it. But I've gotten better where I'm you just have. like, I'm there just like, like screw it. Like, I'm I would just, be like, what is going on? I'm just like, Why I'm just going to say this. And, and none of it is ever really bad. No. You know, it's, it's just like, I just don't want them to be upset with me, you know? Right. Um, and, and now, like. And then it doesn't help that I'm just like a crier. Like, if right. I feel like, not that I would ever like, I'm just like, oh man, you're right. I drop the ball and I cry. I know. And it's so. It's, See a cute puppy next door. It's so silly. Now I do this thing where I'm like, hey, this is. I'm taking off my friend hat, putting on my boss hat real quick, and then I'm going to put the friend hat back on. But this should just be <laughs> real really, quick. Okay. <laughs> That's like really, a oh, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah. So what are some things that you're doing, though, to maybe help fight that anxiety? Um, 
something that I, and this is very, I haven't even told you this, that I am kind of like newly implementing as I listen to a podcast. And this woman talks about the five second rule. Like she was in a super funk. Um, she was currently unemployed. She was a mom. She was, um, her and her husband were in a really bad spot. Um, and she's like, I had probably had too much to drink. And she equated it. She was like hitting snooze every morning and she kind of equated it to like a rocket ship launching. And she was like, okay, tomorrow morning when my alarm goes off, I'm going to say five, four, three, two, one, and I'm going to get out of bed. And so I've been trying to do that, um, with like verbally communicating things Mm -hmm. with people around me. Um, because a lot of times I have a bad habit of like not saying it, um, And if it's something that like I need to talk about something for myself or if I need something from someone else, I think I spend too much time like analyzing the situation and what is going on um, versus just saying it. And then it ends up either just festering for myself and causing other issues or it ends up kind of um, blowing up later down the line. So that is something, um, like I've said, for the most part, exercise um, that's a new little development. So <laughs> I like that. And I think you can also use that in a different way too. You um, can use that in so many I, ways. People like me <laughs> or, um, other people <laughs> that tend to, uh, get a little emotionally charged sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was reading an email the other day about something. It, it doesn't have to do with the gym. It's personal. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like, what? I, and I and I fired back an email like immediately. Yeah. And I should have just waited <laughs> or counted the five and then see if I still wanted to do that email. Um, or the same thing like with a text message and you're like, if I just would have waited 30 seconds or a minute or mm-hmm. five minutes, I might not feel that way. Yeah. Um, or I know a lot of people will sleep on a response like that and then answer it the next day. Right. It's, you know, or you say this all the time. You say sleep on it, right? Or, yeah. And if you feel the same yeah. way in the morning, then send your response. Yeah. Right? I'm usually just like, give it a minute. Just walk away from it. Give it a minute. Come back to it. So that would be using that in a different way. Yeah. Which, which but is I, yeah, also I think good. you can use that in a lot of ways for doing the things you don't want to do, like getting out of bed in the morning or mm-hmm. um, even if it's vice versa, like. Having to call about, I don't know, the internet's out again instead of putting it off. Okay, five, four, three, two, one, dial the number. All right, let's just get it. I like that because I I put off things that are uncomfortable, uncomfortable or difficult. Mm -hmm. I like that. And sometimes you just need to do it and and get it over with. It's the push. Right. It's pushing yourself through. I love that. So, you know, you have that, the mental health. (laughs) There's, if you're, um, getting to watch this, you'll notice we are sitting down today. We're sitting down. We thought this was a more serious topic, so we would sit instead of stand. We're less fidgety. We're less fidgety. Although I have been like messing with my jacket. I do have my coffee, so there's that. Um, So I, and I don't know a lot Mm -hmm. of people know this, I mean, I'm not, I don't hide this. Right. But I don't broadcast it either. You don't advertise Is that I do supplement with testosterone. Mm -hmm. Um, And for a while... I was afraid to tell people at all Yeah, because I own a gym. I talk about fitness and health and nutrition. And I was afraid that if people knew that, they would think that all my hard work was fake. Yeah. Um, 
And what I've learned over the year and a half, two years of testosterone supplementation is that it is not as fake at all. <laughs> no, um, same thing. It's it's chemical. Right. And, it's- and and so what I learned is, is and, I, and I'm going to get into the backstory on this, but yeah. on testosterone supplementation or hormone therapy, you still have to eat right mm-hmm. and you still have to work out. Otherwise, you'll be just as fat yeah. or overweight as before. Now, I did not take, well, partly I decided to take testosterone supplementation because of my body. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it more or less was is I noticed a number of different things. So like I was eating very clean. Um, and as it turns out, many years later, I realized that my diet wasn't as on point as I thought it could be. Isn't that um, always how it is? Right. And <laughs> and that's not necessarily my diet was bad. Um, it just wasn't dialed in exactly as I needed to be dialed in, which I really only, you know, came to grips with in the past year. Right. And this is, guys, after like nine years of experimentation. Okay. Um, yeah. And... And I, I want y'all to know that it's true experimentation. Like you have always been very good at genuinely like, but not like eh, for a week you try something, you, um, you collect data, you analyze it. Um, so yeah, true experimentation. Yeah. And sometimes at some points in the year, some things work better than others, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, but anyway, so I was, I was upset because you know, I have love handles. Like, I still have love handles. My love handles now are just not as big as my love handles before. And I am really weird about the waistband on shorts. So, like, one of my gripe with some Lululemon shorts is, like, if the waistband's too thick, it makes my love handles plop over the... Plop. Plop. <laughs> over, the sh- over the short shorts. So, I tend to roll my waistband down. Mm-hmm. I mean... Mostly because I'm jacked in the head, and I will always not think of myself as other people think of myself. Okay, and that's like a whole nother. That's thing a whole nother thing about like right. Yeah. But um, so I do stuff like that. Right. So I was really upset that I was working out hard, and by hard then I mean I worked out harder than I work out now, like an hour and a half every day instead of maybe mm-hmm. an hour every day. Okay, um, and that extra half hour, believe it or not, is a lot of extra work after you've worked out for an hour. Yeah. Um, and. My diet was dialed in, but I also noticed that my sex drive wasn't that high. Um, and I, I probably attributed it to like work and running a business and all that stuff does matter. That affects your sex drive. Having kids affects your sex drive. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then I was also like driving to work after lunch because I, I tend to go home. I've done, I've gone home every day for lunch since I got out of a corporate job. Um, and on my way back, I'd be like falling asleep in the car. Yeah. From like a friend and employee standpoint, it wasn't until after you kind of learned where things stood with your testosterone and decided, um, to do something about it that I realized your energy level, like the change in your energy levels. Yeah. So how low it was. I would come, I would come to work and I, you know, I'm fighting it all the way back and it's a danger and I would fall asleep in the parking lot and I would like wake up an hour later and I'm like, whoa, what is, what is <laughs> what going on? Is and the car was still running. Like it's, <laughs> it's not safe to do that. Right. Um, and, and I, and I tend to just get like grumpy, you know? Um, and I just thought it was stress. 
And it is a little stress. It is stress. But yeah, I mean that plays into right. it, but it's not the whole story. Right, it's not the whole story. And so I went I went and got tested um, and saw a doctor. Um, and my uh, testosterone level was at a, like a 386, um, which the range for being not sick from a doctor's standpoint is like 350 to 800 mm-hmm. or 850, something like that. And I'm going off of what was told to me three or four years ago, five right. years ago. So I um, I could be off for any doctors out there that yeah. dabble in this, okay? And you can comment. And let me know if I'm off. Right. We would all like to know. <laughs> um, so the doctor was like, "Oh, you don't, you don't need this. Right. Like you're, you're fine. You're in the range." And I'm like, "Well, that range says I am like 83, and at the time I was like 30. Right. You know, or 32, something up in there. And so um, I went and I was like, I, I got to figure this out. So I went and seeked outside help." Mm-hmm. Um, through some other people that I knew, and yeah, you really went back and forth on this. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually had like a consult with a doctor in Florida um, through a company called Defy Medical, uh, which was really thorough. Like, I really enjoyed the basically doctors teleconference where I had blood work done. They sent it back to the company in Florida. We had another teleconference, and I did this with Emily on the phone. Yeah. Um, because I wanted Emily to be a part of this journey and listen, and um, we discussed it. And at the time, we decided that testosterone supplementation was not in my bag because mm-hmm. we wanted to have a second child, and the testosterone does lower your fertility. Well, I don't know if it's the estrogen box, but something with the therapy affects. affects your fertility mm-hmm. levels. And we wanted to have a second kid. And I'm like, well, I just, I don't want to lower it at all. Right. Because I'm good to go. So I took this pill called Clomid, which is a fertility drug. And it did boost my testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't tell many people this, but um, I took it for about 60 days. And that was it. Because it caused me to, um, <laughs> fuck it, I'll just say, <laughs> ejaculate very quickly during intercourse. And I was like, Makes sense. right. And some guys were like, well, why is that a problem? And I'm like, well, it's not a problem for me. It's a problem for my wife. And, and I, if it's a problem for my wife, then it's a problem. Yeah, for if it's me. a problem for my wife. It's a problem for me. Um, and I didn't feel right as a man. Like, oh, we're done. <laughs> Clean Bye, up. Honey. Bye. <laughs> Maybe that was 30 seconds. Yeah, I know. So I, I wasn't into that. So I stopped. Um, and then we had our second kid. When we had our second kid. I'm like, Let's do it. And so I asked around mm-hmm. and found a doctor, um, went and had some blood work done. And believe it or not, my uh, testosterone had gone up some. Uh, it's like four something, and I might even been close to 500. But it still wasn't, I didn't feel right. Yeah. So after like much research and talking to doctors, um, I went with pellets, um, with a pellet insertion, which um, be- Some people can do every six months, but because of the type of fitness that we do, um, I have to do it every four months because my body uses up the pellets a lot quicker than a normal person Um, or someone that doesn't work out as intensely as Mm -hmm. we do. Um, The reason I choose the pellets is because the way they uh, work is it's a slow ramp up and then a slow ramp down. Right. Um, And generally, the side effects with hormone therapy, hormone 
hormone therapy are with the ups and downs of your levels. Right. Um, so I, I've been on it for a couple of years. Um, I get my blood work done. And the biggest difference is my mood around my family mm-hmm. and uh, my kids, uh, my wife, and my energy levels. Um and uh, my sex drive is definitely up. Yeah. And it's so funny because I tend to not be on the dot when I like make my other appointments. Right. So there's always like, I'm always like two weeks or three weeks. I've even been like a month past due. Right. And Emily can totally tell. Oh yeah. She we can is, tell here. She is like, just it's, it's time for your testosterone. Yeah. Like. Being here with you, like you said, six, sometimes seven days a week, I can't tell when it's like at its peak. Like right. you don't come in here like the whole ripping right. your shirt off to right. work out. But um, I will notice that you're not as excited to work out. Oh, I don't want to work out when you're it's You're really it's tired and it's yeah. just then a week later you'll be like, I'm going to go get my pellets. And I'm like, oh, okay, that was it. Right. Like your energy, it's. It is yeah, so funny. It's not it only drastic, takes but like you see it decline. Forty-eight to seventy-two hours, and I am like a bunny in here. Like, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's pretty funny. Um, but so for the longest time, though, like I didn't want to tell people about that because yeah. I thought they would think that what I was doing is fake, and I can tell you, it's not. Um, right. And I, I might judge myself more than others, you know, judge me or judge themselves. Like I am very critical of my. Right body um and maybe everyone does this i don't know but when i get out the shower every day i analyze myself like i do a full body scan and like i check out everything in the mirror and i turn sideways and i turn the other sideways and i I look at everything um and i can tell you that it's not the testosterone that makes me look a certain way like it is a hundred percent what i have to do with my nutrition yeah, um, it's everything else. And have I been working out and, and all this stuff? Have I been getting adequate sleep? Like, mm-hmm. it's those things. Um, the testosterone, more than anything, like, affects my energy, my feeling, you know? Yeah, and it will allow you to get more out of, you know, your time in the gym. Yeah, so, I energy mean... Energy levels are higher. I am someone that is a big proponent of hormone therapy. Mm-hmm. Um there's a couple of things that I always check first. Like I talk to people and I'm like, all right, are you working out the right way? Are you working out enough? What's your nutrition look like? How many things have you tried? How long have you tried it? What's right. your sleep look like? And if you check off all those three things and you still feel like shit, then all right, let's go get some blood work done. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely think you need to do all those things first before you just jump to the blood work because it does seem like a shortcut. Right. Um, even though I can tell you it's not. But I don't want people to just jump on that without doing all those other things first. Because if you don't have the habits of those other things, then you're just going to waste your money. And I pay a lot of money for testosterone. Um, My insurance doesn't cover it because my levels aren't below 350. So I pay in cash. Um, And if you, you would just be wasting your money otherwise. So. (laughs) Well. That was a lot. (laughs) No, but it's, it's so true. And, um. Working with like clients and having family members that have had, you know, similarly like weight loss surgery, like the ones that have been successful are the ones that started making habit changes before it started. It wasn't a quick fix for them. Um, And it's similar to that. Yeah. You know, but I I mean, I think the point that we're trying to drive home here is that everybody's dealing with something. 
um, and your quest to get better or your journey to improve yourself, whether mm-hmm. it's mentally or physically, um, shouldn't be shameful. Right. And also... It should be supported. To just, with the world we live in and with social media, to remember that um, a lot of us are very selective with what we put out there into the universe. Um, and because you see one thing, it does not allow you to freely comment. Right. Um, on someone's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I I should keep that rule when it goes to my Twitter account. <laughs> I can't tell you how many, especially during football season, how many like Mondays Bradley walks in and he's like, ooh, I stirred up some shit on Twitter last night. <laughs> I stirred up some shit last night and that Pelican's lost. I need to go delete my, my Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah, if he, um, if he disappears into the bathroom, it's usually for Twitter. Oh, speaking of, I saw on Twitter today <laughs> while I was in the bathroom that they just made this toilet that has a slight decline. Stop. So after five minutes of sitting on it, like <laughs> it becomes really uncomfortable. And they said they're trying to put these in office places to Stop. increase work productivity. I'm not joking. Oh, well, I mean, I saw it on Twitter, right. so it's got to be true. But, <laughs> that is uh, really shout out to the Bear Jew for uh, sharing that. Thank you. He's also in, um, I think it's Crew of Spanx. I'm not sure. No, it's Crew of okay. But is Crew of Spanx in a subcrew of Crew of that would make sense because I don't think it's its own parade. I think it would be um, one of the crews that marches. Let's look it up. And then we're going to listen to Robin's Dancing on My Own. And it's a can we? Can we to listen to educate you. You dare Jew. Let's see. Yeah, I think. I know him from, we both auditioned for the Sixth Sense Office together okay. and we were both denied. Um, that's something world. If you're um, ever browsing the YouTube's, it's on Nick Bradley's audition is somewhere on there. It is. It is. <laughs> if you go to Bradley Schneller six ten uh, Stomper audition video, you can find me in my gold shorts and me doing a double jump leg pump off of the stage. I promise Pretty you glorious. won't be disappointed. So, um, I think that's gonna wrap it up. Yeah. Awesome, y'all. Well, have a great day. Thanks for playing with us today. Holler. Bye. Holler. <laughs>